Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available in both the public and private sector. And we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world. We'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home. This is Military Mom Talk Radio, and here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Military Mom Talk Radio today on a very cold New England day. We up here are freezing. And I know out in California, Sandra let us know (laughs) because she had to rub salt in the wound how beautifully warm it is out in California. Sandra's got the day off today and we've got a great show for you today. Um, I have invited a lovely lady to join us today, Mary Lee. She's an author. Um, as speaker and uh, former a retired military person as well. Uh, but before we get to chatting with Mary Lee, I have a couple of things that I just wanted to share with everybody. As I said, it is very cold up here in the Northeast. And um, one of the things that I think everybody is concerned about are their kids going out in the cold. And the American Academy of Pediatrics has um, some wonderful winter safety tips that um, I would love to direct you to. It's www.aap.org, and um, they have some winter safety tips. Typical things that one would think of as far as uh, winter safety tips is keeping faces covered and ears covered and keeping hats on and so forth. But you know how the kids are and they don't want to wear the puffy coats so they don't want to be uncool. So they're not always wanting to wear the the right attire. And this is probably one of those times you're just going to have to say, look, uh, everybody else is going to be uncool as well. You have to dress warmly. Frostbite, hypothermia, all of those things happen way too quickly in this climate. And even though I'm in New Hampshire, I know the whole eastern seaboard, New York, all the way across, um, everybody is facing this. So, um, And I think especially when you have suddenly been uh, moved to one of these northern areas, it's especially difficult because you may not be prepared for it. So getting those extra pairs of, of mittens, making sure that they're dry when they go out, making sure that they don't have to wait too long for the bus. I mean, this is one of the simplest things is making sure that um, they have some protection, either either that or finding a way to get to school, Uh, staying hydrated, keeping sunscreen on uh, and and keeping their skin uh, treated is very, very important. Many times we think, oh, we're in the Northeast, we can grin and bear it, but these conditions are a little more extreme than we've had in an awfully long time. So do take care. Uh, double check some of these safety tips, especially if you're new to a colder area and have not been in this in this environment before. <laughs> One of the co-workers that I have at work just moved over to New England uh, about 
a month and a half ago from California, from Southern California to boot. <laughs> and of course, we're all coddling her, trying to help her get oriented because of all winters to move to New England. <clears throat> this was a doozy. <laughs> so um, we are, are thinking of everybody having to relocate into into this climate and do take care, especially all those little ones. Secondly, speaking of my work, as most of you know, I do work for the Girl Scouts, and this is Girl Scout Cookie Time, and we're thrilled that this past year was a very uh, successful year for our military um, donations. We've donated many, many uh, packages of cookies to the military. Many children now are selling, many girls are selling online, which is something very new for many of our councils. So if you have an invitation to purchase cookies and perhaps may not want them to be in your house for that temptation, we do encourage you to ask those girls if they do have a military contribution with their council. Um, buy a package of cookies and know that it's going to go to either some people deploying out or somebody is coming home or especially with Operation Gratitude, we know a lot of those boxes of cookies are packaged and sent overseas. So um, we encourage you to take part in that. And not only are you helping the military with a taste of home, but you're helping some young girls understand their first experience in business ownership. And that in and of itself is one of the things that we at the Girl Scouts are very proud of, giving our girls that opportunity. So uh, that's my little inside <laughs> plug for, for my girls. And um, I do appreciate everybody who does purchase those cookies for the girls and for the military. Well, today, as I said at the top of the show, we have a delightful lady with us today. Mary Lee is um, <clears throat> is a retired Air Force Master Sergeant. She is an author. She is a musician. I would love to share with you in a little bit. Um, a song that she has written. She is uh, from South Carolina, I believe, and I wonder what the weather is down in South Carolina. Hello, Mary Lee. Welcome to the show. Hello, Robin. How are you? Oh, well, other than cold, I'm great. How are you doing? (laughs) Well, it's unusually cold for South Carolina. I know we're not having as rough a winter as you all are. (laughs) It's pretty cold for here. But isn't it true? And and it's all relative because all of us that might be used to 60-degree weather at this time of year might be having 45-degree weather, and you're not quite prepared for it, especially the little ones. Well, I just saw on the news that Thursday and Friday it's going to be 16 and 15. <laughs> that's cold. And that's, that's very unusual <laughs> for here. <laughs> it is. It's really impacting a big, big sector of the country. And, and there again, um, people aren't always prepared for that. People don't have those extra, those layered winter coats and whatnot. So it does present a problem. Well, when I was in the Air Force, I was stationed in Minot, North Dakota. <laughs> So I'm fairly prepared, but others around (laughs) here are not. (laughs) It's true. Yeah, it's true. So you got to either head out to uh, somewhere and get a few extra coats or a few extra pairs of mittens. And, um, yeah, it it does. You really do have to all of a sudden be more prepared. Where you were in, you said South Dakota. How long were you there? North Dakota. North Dakota. Dakota. I spent three years at Minot, North Dakota. Mm. That was way back in the 80s. 
in the 80s. And so as an Air Force Master Sergeant, what were your duties? What were you responsible for? Well, when I was in the Air Force, I stayed in administration. Uh-huh. And uh, I had, I always said it was kind of funny, I had to learn two jobs because I would have to learn the jobs of all my uh, teammates in the squadron to know how to do my job. <laughs> That's so interesting. So I had a lot of interesting assignments. I worked in uh, Intel. I worked in supply. I worked in actually what Air Force version of publications. <laughs> a little different. Really interesting. Books. <laughs> now, did that give you a taste of what your future would be? Was that the the beginning, the impetus? Well, it had, it had something to do with it. You found out, you know, a lot about publishing, and uh, that was very helpful. I didn't actually know that I was going to be writing and publishing books until after I had retired from the Air Force. (laughs) (laughs) Was it difficult for you as a woman when you served? No, not really. Um, There were much fewer women when I was serving. I started in 1971 and retired Mm -hmm. in 96. In my first 10 years, there just weren't that many women around. I, I found that it was, um, you know, a, a very um, a very good job, really. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Uh, some women had some, you know, more trouble adjusting to the military life, but uh, I just enjoyed it. <laughs> well, you were in a very uh, transitional era, really, because when you were first there, as you say, not very many women were um, serving at the time, but you must have seen an increase or a change or quite a drastic evolution, I would think. Yeah, there were there were many changes. When I uh, first went in, if you uh, decided to get married, uh, you were forced to uh, resign, get out of the Air Force. And a couple years later, they would let you stay in if you were married, but they changed it. If you were pregnant, you had to uh, leave the Air Force. And then about two years later than that, a lot of the women who were pregnant and wanted to get out could not because (laughs) the laws had changed. Um, Another thing, when I was in, of course, women were not allowed in combat. And uh, I believe from what I've been reading that that's changed to some extent. So there are many changes over the years. It has I've almost been. been retired as long as I was in. <laughs> so it's been a while. <laughs> well, I wasn't trying to accentuate age, but it, in, when you stop and think about um, the changes, and even in the last, say, five to ten years, how many changes there are, and so many more opportunities for women. I'm glad to hear that it was such a positive um, experience for you because I think – it is a difficult choice for um, a person or a family to see any loved one go um, into the military, and when they do, and we appreciate those those who do serve, um, those challenges are quite different now, I think, being a woman. Yes, I, I believe they are. Uh, there's a, like I say, there are, some women are allowed in combat now, and even not in combat, you're in support group areas where you're going to be around combat, Um, there are more women now, and I think probably they have more facilities and, uh, you know, they can uh, 
help the women out some more than they used to be. Sure. I know a and lot of even, things I did in the military. There was like, you know, one bathroom, and it was men and women, and you just had to turn the sign when you went That's in. right. <laughs> but All it was because there were things. so few women there. Sure. We're talking today with Mary Lee, author of uh, a, a, some delightful books that we're going to share with you on the other side of the break. Uh, we're so glad to have her with us, and we're looking forward to learning all about where the beginnings of My Air Force Mom and When Grandma's False Teeth Fly right after the break here on Military Mom Talk Radio. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the million-dollar mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the million-dollar mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction Hour. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. If you're like me, every year you wonder how you're going to dispose of your live Christmas tree. In the desert climate around Reno, Nevada, Christmas trees that are left outside won't decompose. They will just get drier and drier, eventually becoming a serious fire hazard. Vince Thomas, the founder of Goat Grazers, a goat herding business, is now using his 40 goats to help recycle Christmas trees. Hey, I'm not kidding. We all know goats are known to eat just about anything. Thomas used dendrology, or the study of trees, to discover the trees are a natural dewormer for goats, and the pine is very high in vitamin C, so it's healthy for them as well. What's a word for the pine needles that fall off a Christmas tree? Diddle dees. It's marching Carolyn Davidson and Words You Never Heard has been brought to you by the Bariatric Surgery Center of Dallas. We'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Hey, Uncle Sam, put your name at the top of his list and a statue of liberty started shaking. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on Toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Robin Boyd with you today on Military Mom Talk Radio, and I'm still giggling at that last commercial, words you never heard. I never knew what a diddle-dee was. 
<laughs> but now I do. <laughs> That's wonderful. Today we are speaking with Mary Lee. She is an author. She is a musician, a speaker, um, a delightful lady, and uh, we are so thrilled that you're with us today, Mary. Um, once you deci- once you retired from the military, um, did you have an idea of what your career would be? Had you aspirations of becoming an author, or did this sort of land in your lap in an unexpected way? Well, it did land in my lap in an unexpected <laughs> way. Uh, when I retired from the military, uh, I was going to the University of South Carolina to get my social work degree, and that was kind of my plan. <laughs> but uh, I started writing short stories and poetry just for fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I I really wanted to do something to, um, at, you know, show that women serve in the military. And so I was playing around with it. I didn't even realize that it was going to be a children's book in the beginning. But hmm. it turned out to be a children's book, <laughs> My Air Force Mom. I just wanted to recognize, um, you know, that women do serve in the Air Force. I found out upon retirement that everywhere I would go, they'd say something about my husband being in the military, my Mm. husband being in the military. They'd ask, you know, is your father in the military? Is your brother in the military? I never heard, is your your wife, your daughter, your mother? (laughs) And so I wanted to get that out there. I know it's more, you know, it's more these days. There are more women in the service, and there are also more books and more music and everything coming out about that. But Mm -hmm. when I first retired, uh, I just really hadn't heard anything about that. So uh, My Air Force Mom came about, and it's a cute little picture book. It's mostly of um, Susie following her mother around the Air Force Base. And it shows the old-time commissary, (laughs) nothing like what it looks like today. It also shows saluting and respect for others on the base. And it shows that the all-important ID card that children receive when they're 10 years old. That's pretty special. That was a big event in my kid's life. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And so I I did that. And then after doing that, I uh, started writing on Little Shoes, the song you're going to play later. Mm-hmm. What happened with that was my husband came home from the commissary, and he says, I have a name for your next book. And I said, well, what oh. is that? <laughs> and he said, Little Shoes. And I said, Little Shoes? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but he told me he had saw a woman in her um, BDU's battle dress uniform at the commissary with her boots and everything and she was holding a hand of her little girl and she was about three and she was in patent leather shoes and he just thought it was so cute so I played around with it in my head I call it mulching (laughs) (laughs) and uh, for three or four weeks and I said, honey, this is, it's just not a children's book. It's a song. Oh. <laughs> and so instead of at the commissary, I placed them in the airport, and the mother's going off to war, and the little girl's crying. It's a country ballad. <laughs> oh. Um, let me see if Casey has this um, queued up, if we do. Wonderful. Why don't we take a listen right now to Little Shoes by Thank Mary you. Lee.
That's a beautiful song, Little Shoes. Were your shoes the combat boots that were walking away? (laughs) Well, I was usually walking away from my kids who are boys, (laughs) not a little baby girl, (laughs) or my parents. I think anybody who's left anybody they cared about at an airport, at a bus Mm -hmm. station, at a train station, um, whether in the military or not, can get the feel for this 
the song, Absolutely. that sensation you get as you're leaving Absolutely. the person you love. Yeah, and then the all joyous moment when you finally do come home and see those little shoes dancing. <laughs> that's that's whether they're little boy shoes or little patent leather shoes. Um, yeah, and the fact the that the child is so proud of you that they they follow your footsteps and go into the military. I like that. That <laughs> unfortunately, <absolutely>. my sons didn't. <laughs> <laughs> They said the military was all too real to them watching mom and dad do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How, um, if that was a somewhat autobiographical then when you were writing about um, being an Air Force mom, you took yeah. it at least from a little bit of, of your own life. So did um, your next book came a little bit from... Um, well, the next so book scary. had a lot of my life. <laughs> Either mine or my children. <laughs> uh, that book was when Grandma's False Teeth Fly. How adorable. <laughs> <laughs> and it started out um, with little Katie. She has a chipped tooth. And when I was in grammar school, I had actually two chipped teeth <laughs> uh-huh. that I could not get repaired because my brother was born with a heart condition. And... Um, all our medical money went towards his surgeries. So I didn't actually see a dentist (laughs) until I was about 16. So I had to deal with the teasing of the the broken teeth for uh, quite a while. Then um, the latter part of it is the grandmother tells her a funny story about when her false teeth flew. And I do have false teeth, and they have flown on occasion. What I like to do at my book signing table, I'll have the grandma book on one end, the Air Force mom on the other end, and I like to tell people, this was me 40 years ago. This is me now. (laughs) Everybody gets a big kick out of that. So (laughs) This is actually my bio right here. (laughs) That's delightful. That's delightful. Also, my husband uh, makes excellent cherry cream pies and... Oh. That's, that's in the book, too. And our kids would fight over the last piece. <laughs> Isn't it wonderful when you can take certain little things? And I think every story comes from a little something. It may not be literal, but I think a little emotion or a little something in one's life is always it always turns into a story, which yeah, is going so. to sort of bring <laughs> us to... Excuse me. Our our next segment on the other side of the break, I want to um, talk a little bit more about the book you just released last year, the ABCs of Titles for Tiny Tales, because um, I think speaking about an experience or an emotion, turning that into a story is very um, important for young people to understand and learn and um, they too can put that in writing and possibly become authors themselves so on the other side of the break with Mary Lee our uh, guest today on Military Mom Talk Radio stay with us we'll be right back Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. 
Hey kids, do you think you're creative? Do you want to be? Don't have enough time for your arts, crafts, and hobbies? Or do you just need a kick in the pants? Hi, I'm Mark Lipinski, the host of Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski right here on TogiNet Radio. Come on and join me every Wednesday afternoon for some creative inspiration and two of the fastest fun-filled hours of your week. Hey, need ideas? How about a little motivation and a lot of inspiration? Join the fun on Creative Mojo with me, Mark Lipinski. I'm here live every Wednesday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern, 1 Pacific, right here on toginet.com. Now what are you waiting for? This is the Toginet Radio Network, broadcasting quality programming to the world. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio. Sandra Beck is off today, so we send her a salute and wish her a warm afternoon and uh, hope all is going well with her. Um, the, the commercial breaks was two reminders of some of the wonderful programming we have right here on Togan at Mark Lipinski's show. Creative Mojo just makes me smile when I hear his commercial. <laughs> and how perfect. What a great segue going into our next segment here with Mary Lee. Also living inspired. We all need a little inspiration in life. Trisha Goyer has a wonderful show. Um, all of our shows are right here on the Toganet station on our show page. We have over 200 sh- hours uh, of family-friendly shows. We also are on iTunes, and you can always find all of our programs on our website, militarymomtalkradio.com. So do tune in and find us. We are always thrilled to have all of you, all two million of you. If you hadn't seen our website recently, we are uh, topping over two million every month list tuning into the show. So we thank you. 
Today, we're thanking Mary Lee for joining us. We are just delighted to have you here, Mary. It is a wonderful <laughs> career you. that you have had. What an evolution. And I think absolutely an inspiration for somebody who may have thought they were going to go in one direction. And you kind of just took the lead with whatever your... Um, your inner ear was, or your inner voice was telling you to do and have been extremely successful because of it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> One thing I like about all my books is they're very different. <laughs> it is true. It's true because sometimes you kind of know uh, an author just because of the topic, but I, I know <laughs> yours are, are so diverse. And I do want to start talking a little bit about your third book that was just released last year, The ABCs of Titles for Tiny Tales. With um, school vacations, and of course up here in the north, we've had so many snow days, uh, especially in New York and Boston, uh, the cities especially, have had, oh, maybe eight days now that they've had to cancel school in in some of the inner city schools. There's a lot of days off, um, and I think it's very difficult sometimes for parents to just know what to do with the kids to keep them from uh, getting under on each other's nerves. And um, there, there needs to be some creative outlets, I think. And, and your book really is the beginning for many young budding authors, I would think. Well, that's what I'm hoping. Um, it started out <laughs> kind of funny. I've, I've seen many, many small books of um, about 300 you know, just one-liners of writer's mm-hmm. prompts for adults. And when you're having writer's block, it's kind of fun to flip through those and try mm. to get ideas. But I haven't really seen, and they're, I'm sure they're out there, but I haven't really seen any writer's prompts for children. Also, I've always wanted to write an ABC book. <laughs> and with an ABC book, you need a theme to, um, yeah. you know, come up with. So I thought about, I love to make titles. I love to title everything <laughs> and so I, I come up with a lot of titles and I don't follow through with any work on them I just like the titles um, so I decided to use the title as writing prompts and my husband and I were on a trip to Tennessee and we were driving back it's about a 12-hour drive and so I used him as a sounding board and I just I, I brainstormed like <laughs> all the way home, and we wrote down, um, I wrote it down, he was driving, <laughs> just, uh, snippets, of, <laughs> snippets of conversation, or things we did years ago, or we would find like mom and pop shops with a kind of a unique name, things we'd see on bulletin boards, everything I could think of, just, you know, just some little one-liners, and I wrote down about 70 or 80 of these. And then when I got home, I kind of started the process of um, I wanted it to, uh, you know, like have long titles, short titles. Mm -hmm. I wanted something for boys, something for girls. Uh, The book has titles for nature, um, animals, insects, toys, (laughs) everything, you know, kind of very diversified. And what it is, there are illustrations on the left-hand side, beautiful 8 by 10 illustrations. And then on the right side of the page is the writer's prompt, and it's lined paper. It has a, a 
borders that use some parts of the illustration. Mm-hmm. Very um, creative by my publishers. <laughs> and it, um, I hope to encourage, you know, the older children to write. The younger children actually have a lot of fun with it. When I go to talk with them, I show them the pictures and tell them the title. And I say, now, who can tell me a story yes. <laughs> about this? And little hands just go up, <laughs> and they give you these little one-liner stories. <laughs> Isn't it it's, true? It's so cute. But uh, for activities, it would make a great book for, like, school activities, school uh, summer camp activities, because I allow the uh, lined pages to be copied. And mm-hmm. you can pass them out. You could have like 20 kids using the same illustration and the same title, and you would come up with 20 different 20 ideas. Different, it's just sure. fascinating. <laughs> I, that's, my education is my background, and um, that was <laughs> be one of the things that I would always have difficulty getting through a reading unit because we would go off on tangents, and <laughs> I would have more fun talking with a little reading group and saying, I don't know. What do you think this picture, what do you think she's thinking in this picture? Or what do you think, before we'd get to the next chapter, we'd always have to talk about and sort of surmise what we thought was going to happen. And and it would be so fun. And then we'd say, well, oh, I think I like your ending better than this ending. <laughs> well, I came up and with the of, idea, actually, when I was doing book signings, well, book readings of When Grandma's False Teeth Fly, because mm-hmm. it was amazing to me. I mean, the children would talk about everything from the book is actually about bullying. They would talk about some bullying Mm -hmm. things that were happening to them. But they would also tell me about they had their tooth pulled last night. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Or their grandmother's teeth sit in a jar. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, everybody had a little story. And I thought, you know, this is really cool. And this is what is so beautiful, and I think um, if we can capture that uh, that free mind for as long as possible, I think so many times we constrain creativity because we have to conform to certain um, not with, <laughs> not in a wrong way. I mean, we need to educate, and we need to make sure that children have a broad education. Um, but to be able to give them the freedom to just be as creative as possible for as long as possible I think is wonderful well it kind of goes back to you know a long time ago and I'm not sure it's not even still true today with the with the younger children is Mm -hmm. you know what did your children like most for their Christmas presents you know and they played hours with the box (laughs) or the Christmas cards (laughs) 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 having little or nothing to do with the actual toys because their imagination and I think imagination is kind of squelched these days <laughs> so i would like to do my part and to get it up and going and it would be really great if um what i'd like to do and i've tried to get it going hadn't cut quite got it going yet but i'd like to have a classroom do some stories for me you know uh with my prompts and then i'd like to put them on my website i think that would be great 
absolutely. Absolutely. How wonderful to be featured on an author's website like that. That's that's just wonderful. I think it and I love a lot of um, fun. letting kids draw and be and and that's not to exempt technology because certainly the uh, styluses with the with all of the devices now can certainly still lend to all of this creativity um, or having kids dictate and be able to tell a story and be able to have it transcribed, I think it's just one more element of keeping kids creative. Well, that's one thing creative. I tell the parents at the uh, book signings when they purchase the book, if they're, especially if they have mm-hmm. younger children, as, you know, tape record it, you know, yes. and then you just type what they said. <laughs> Absolutely. And you'll have a great little book for them to keep and when they look back at it and they're like you know 18 or 19 and so right. they wrote at seven <laughs> i think it would be really a lot of fun for them i think so too or even to have to every birthday you need you you sit down and you write your birthday book and then have have it compiled and you can you can make little books a lot of whether it's snapfish or lulu or any of these publishers um you can certainly just publish a couple of uh books at a time oh, and i think sure. mm-hmm. you know that would be just wonderful um I think that it's a great uh, concept, Mary, to to have these prompts like this because you're right. Sometimes there is just um, a topic that maybe you hadn't thought about before and to give a child (laughs) just a little prompt to be able to take it with the wind. (laughs) (laughs) And just go. (laughs) And just go. I know. Just go and let the story just come about. And I think that so many times as adults, we get so caught up, oh, that's not a proper sentence. Oh, we, that's not a right paragraph. Oh, what's the punctuation there? Should it be a semicolon? Should it be a colon? Should it, you know, we get so caught up in the writing process of the, 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 the grammar police. Mechanical, yeah. <laughs> to be able to let a child feel free to just let their mind go. And even as adults to just dictate and say the story and then worry about the punctuation that's the editor's job as far as <laughs> exactly <laughs> i totally agree with that <laughs> we have 45 seconds before the break and who is your publisher for this book the abcs of tiny titles well, for I tiny tales two things uh navigator books produced it and they did my wonderful cover and the beautiful illustrations oh, and the border pages they did mm-hmm. all the hard work <laughs> and then we published it uh, through them, but through Create Space, so we could get the distribution that would allow teachers and librarians to to order. Absolutely wonderful. So it was actually published by Create Space. Wonderful. Navigator we'll Books have... did most of the work. <laughs> <laughs> One more segment on the other side of the break with Mary Lee. A delightful hour. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll have you for one more segment segment on the other side of the break on Military Mom Talk Radio. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right 
hear. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With Baby and Toddler Instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. This is the Toginet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. We'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Help us out. Put your name at the top of his list and a statue of liberty started shaking. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio. And uh, I wanted to put a shout out. We just heard a little commercial for Blythe Lipman's uh, baby and toddler instructions. And I know she's been under the weather with the flu. And uh, we send you love, Blythe, and hope that you're doing much, much better. Uh, boy, the flu that has been going around has been a tough one. And um, all I can say is just keep those kids washing hands and washing those toys after you had kids over. And it's um, it's really tough, especially with the school vacations coming up. You're going to have kids in and out of the house. So um, you definitely want to... Um, Use all of those precautions, and uh, it kind of feels, I know once my, um, I was going through some health issues, and my daughter had a a flu, Mary, and um, I had to be very careful because my immune system was a little bit low. (laughs) She said, I look like a mad scientist because I had the mask on, I had the the gloves on, I had... (laughs) This overcoat thing on because I was just, uh, I she had the flu and I had to help her and she was my little girl and I wanted to hold her and hug her. And all I had was this big, the, uh, this she kept calling me this scientist. Yeah, I look like a mad scientist. <laughs> but uh, at the time I was going through chemo and I could not be exposed to it. Oh, so. <laughs> It was, um, and I was fine. I got through it. But you know, it's it's those silly little precautions that you just have to take. And after shaking hands with a lot of people or 
playing with some little kids, yeah, you just have to have to remember to, uh, to watch. <laughs> that makes me think of something funny. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> when I did my book signings with, uh, <laughs> because of the grandma book, when grandma's false teeth fly, uh-huh. I have a little what I call a false teeth mobile. <laughs> And I have it on the table, and it has those little teeth that, uh, old-timey teeth that chatter, you know? Oh, fun, yeah. <laughs> and they, the kids can touch them and spin them around and play like they're biting them. And, <laughs> and of course, after all that, everything needs a great wipe down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it does. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Tell me some of the things that might take you aback when you go to some of these signings or or, uh, when you speak to children. Has anybody absolutely taken you aback or or caused you a moment of pause afterwards? Well, no, not really. Um, Uh One time on the Air Force mom book, um, a gentleman got kind of – kind of puffy I guess about yeah. it <laughs> and uh I don't know I guess he was I don't know if he was anti-military or anti-women in the military yeah, both, huh? sure. yeah. <laughs> but uh no the children are great I I just I enjoy talking to all the children um I think I mentioned this on one of your other shows you had me on, but the, I mean, the absolute best part of a book signing is I tend to give, <laughs> I tend to give away more than I sell, but <laughs> uh, when a child comes up and really likes one of the books and, you know, has a particular interest in that particular one, mm-hmm. and I can pretty much tell that the parent's not going to buy it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I offer it to them and just say it's my treat, and they're so happy, and so it just it really makes my day. <laughs> oh, how special. But uh no, I, again, I, the book signings it, go very well. I'm very outgoing and I just love to talk. So most people are very kind, even if they don't purchase a book, they're <laughs> they're very kind. <laughs> I have well, some you, people that stand there and read the whole entire book and say, Wow, that's a really good book and then they <laughs> walk off. <laughs> In other words, thank you for letting me read this book. <laughs> uh, but what what really makes you feel good is when they come up and they look at that book and they say, oh, my daughter saw that book at school or my child got it out of the library. And, <laughs> you know, yes. then you feel really good about it. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's wonderful. You do have some, um, you have a meet, meet and greet. That's hard to say with uh, proper diction. <laughs> meet and greet. <laughs> yeah, that's Coming. Yeah, I have that coming up March 7th. It's um, Mm. from 2 to 5 p.m. You have to be in Columbia, South Carolina, but it's actually Irmo, South Carolina. And it's at the Irmo Library branch of the Lexington County Libraries. It's a meet and greet with authors. There's going to be about 15 authors, uh, of which I'm one. I was really honored to be asked. And... um, a friend of mine, she's out of Sumter, South Carolina, Denise Owen. She has a book called Turtle Gliding, and she's going to be there with Turtle Gliding. Oh, that sounds divine. <laughs> and one of my professors, actually, when I was taking writing classes, uh, Tom Poland, he's going to be there with his new book. Mm. So the one thing about going around to all these signings and everything, you you, you run into some friends. Absolutely. <laughs> it's really nice. <laughs> sure. So sure. we're looking real forward to that. 
Oh, beautiful. And then you're going to be down at Shaw Air Force Base? Yeah, I'm going to be at the Shaw Air Force Base Library. Um, I think that one's from 11 to 1 on the 21st of March. And Mm -hmm. there uh, I'm going to be reading. I'm going to be doing a reading of When Grandma's False Feet Fly and also the Air Force Mom. And, of course, I'll have my activity book to show the children. Uh, But it's not really readable. It's not a story. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to be there for that. That's going to be... a lot of fun, I think. Have you ever told your stories with a flannel board? No, haven't done that. Uh, that's something that I had done a number of times is to create flannel boards out of some of my stories. Not that I don't want people to see the beautiful illustrations because mm-hmm. certainly your illustrators are are um, is very, very talented. But there are, it's kind of fun for the kids to tell the story a little more with a little more tactile uh, involvement by Mm -hmm. doing the story on a flannel board. And especially after they've seen it done once on a flannel board, then it's very, um, they become a little more part of the story as as you tell it. And it's really a wonderful experience. Yeah, that sounds like an interesting thing. I'll have to try that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you can usually replicate little characters to look very much like the illustration with flannel. And uh-huh. um, the flannel board is easier sometimes for a larger group to see. And um, it, it's really kind of fun. And then sometimes little stories spin off of those because they bring the story to the next chapter, if you will. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> because true. maybe... Katie could do something else with, you know, <laughs> beyond, and it's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah have a different um, outcome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do, what do you foresee on your horizon? We are coming really close to the end of the show, and I'm uh, so sorry to see it end, but what's on your horizon, Mary? Well, one thing I've thought about doing is um, making uh, the ABCs of titles for Tiny Tales, making that into like a series, because you could have any kind of, you know, tales other than <laughs> that the tiny children could write. So one thing I'm kind of working on, or I don't know if I'm playing at it or if I'm going to actually do it, mm-hmm. but I'm working on one called the ABCs of Titles for Tiny Shark Tales. <laughs> oh. And I got this idea because uh, there's a great white shark named Mary Lee. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. She has her own Facebook page and everything. Oh, I'm going to have to go find her now. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely cartoons and everything. It's really fun. And uh, I uh, put on that Facebook page, I put a post on it, and I said, Mary Lee, I am just so jealous of all the publicity that you're getting because oh, I'm a children's writer. Yes. And when I see Mary Lee in the paper, it's you. <laughs> and <laughs> they answered me back, whoever's writing for Mary yeah. Lee. And said, well, if you write a book about me, we'll both be famous. <laughs> oh, how precious. So I kind of got this idea about the shark tails. <laughs> well, the gauntlet has been laid down, hasn't it? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but I think, you know, the wonderful thing about this, I mean, you could, I think you could go in any direction, you know, sure. with sure. the tails. So I think it would be a good series book. Like I say, all three of mine have been so different from the sure. point that I had never really thought about doing a series. Uh, but I think this could be, 
it might be one of those that'll work out that way. <laughs> I think so. Boy, that was a little destiny just kind of hit you there. Where is the best place for people to find your books? Okay, uh, the best place is, um, well, for the ABC book, you can find it on createspace.com. And also, uh, all three of them can be found on Amazon.com, Barnes mm-hmm. & Noble, BooksAmillion.com. Uh, all three of them signed copies, if you're in the Columbia area, are at the Columbia uh, South Carolina State Museum in their gift shop. Mm. And they're also at the Habitat for Humanity Restore, because I donate a lot of signed copies to them. Oh, beautiful. And um, let's see. <laughs> oh, and they have some signed copies at the Second Charles Bookstore. I did a book signing there a while back. So, um Unless they've already been bought, of course. <laughs> but the, the easiest way to find them is go to my website at maryleebooks.com. Okay. And that way you can read all the reviews and see the book trailers. And, and the book trailer for the ABC site. book is actually on the ABC prompt uh, with the book. And it's, it's a new book trailer that I just had done. It's really good. <laughs> It is adorable, and I lo- I do love your website. It, it's really precious, but um, it's very inviting. And there again, your books are just charming. They are <laughs> adorable. <you. laughs> but I love the messages. I, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. a book is is um, is very sweet, but when there's a wonderful message, as all of yours are, um, that's what's most important. So, Mary Lee, thanks for being with us today. You are a delight, and I'm just so thrilled that you were willing to come on today. Thank you so oh, much. I really enjoyed it. Thank you, Robin. You're welcome. And next week, do tune in. We've got another great show lined up for you. So we do hope that you will visit us. And as always, join us at MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com to uh, find all of our past shows and uh, find us on iTunes as well as right here on the Toganet Network, Toganet.com. We hope you have a wonderful week and stay warm, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. Take care.